That's a bit of the brand new release from my guest, Ontario's own Jordy Jackson. It's called Where We Are, and it's another one of his songs written by the one and only Dustin Bird. Not only written by Dustin, but produced by him as well. Uh, same with the previous song Jordy had out called Can't Cruise Without Country. I have both those songs to play here on the show. We'll get uh, a little insight on the songs and what they mean to Jordy, plus much more. Welcome to the show, Mr. Jordy Jackson. How are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you doing? I am doing great, and it's so great to chat with you. And the last time we chatted and I saw you was in person at the Moonshine Cafe in Oakville for my music series. Yeah, that was an absolute fantastic time, and uh, I really appreciate you having me out to that. It was really nice to feel uh, included and invited. Uh, so um, I don't get to do things like that very often or get to be around uh, other artists from uh, really outside the Kingston area sometimes. So uh, I really appreciate you uh, in- inviting me to be a part of that. It was my pleasure to have you there, and I appreciate you uh, making the big drive to Oakville for that. And, uh, you know, you're as not only the music, but you are very funny in person, as we know through social media. <laughs> and on stage that night, you, uh, you caused some good laughter in the audience. I mean, I don't really do it on purpose. I just think uh, I, uh, <laughs> my awkwardness, it just shows. I, I wear it on my sleeve and uh, I'm just happy that people find it funny and they can, it's, you know, like it's better to have them laughing with me than at me, I guess is the, the better way to this look at true. it. This is true. That's right. <laughs> laughing with you. Exactly. And uh, as you mentioned, <laughs> this is one of the reasons I love the uh, nights as an organizer and host to see the artists, some who knew each other beforehand, but the ones also that didn't know each other and just the sense of community and camaraderie as it unfolds on stage is really great to see how everybody gets along and just uh, interacts. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, it it was a nice uh, chance and like little change for me too to like get to see some maybe more either Toronto based acts or, uh, yeah, like surrounding area, like Barry, Windsor, wherever they all were coming from and everything. And it was, uh, you know, like this show you put on proves that there's a lot of uh, talent just kicking around, even in Ontario. Kind of makes, kind of mm-hmm. brings a little bit more pride to being a Canadian too. You know, it's just like uh, you, uh, you had some, some talented, packed uh, people in there that night. And it was, yep. it was really interesting for me to see, you know, it was, it was definitely a good time. Very cool. Well, you definitely have an invitation back in the future uh, for another show. Absolutely. I look forward to that. Uh, Let's talk about uh, the previous release you had out before the new one uh, we heard a bit of off the top of the show, Where We Are. Previous one was Can't Cruise Without Country. Uh, This is a great song and, of course, written by Dustin Bird all the way from Sterling, Ontario. Tell me a bit about Dustin and working with him. Well, um, honestly, I can't give the kid uh, enough props for uh, the amount that uh, uh, he's, he's done for me and just uh, his talent in general. He's an uh, incredibly, incredibly talented kid. Uh, 
I'm pretty sure nearly every instrument uh, out there he can play. Like, I kind of just want to do a test <laughs> one day and just take him to a music store and be like, here's a ukulele, give that a shot. Here's a mandolin, give that a <laughs> shot. Go over to those drums, you know? Just I just want to see what all he can do. And, uh, right. yeah, no, his, his, ear, his ear for writing and producing and everything, too, is just uh, – he's, he's – uh, He's a, a, a very well-gifted kid. And, I mean, I keep calling him a kid, but it's only because he's, like, I've, I've got about 10 years on him. But, uh, yeah, okay. um, honestly, he's, he's, he's about, he's about he, he's just a real pleasure to, uh, to work with, too, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. Great again, guy. I just can't stress enough. Talented. Super talented. Talented, obviously. Super nice guy as well. And a uh, great artist himself. Got a great voice. He has a single out called People and a video, of course. And, I mean, he's it's amazing. He does all the writing and producing, but he's also an artist in his own right uh, out there pursuing his thing. Yeah, I, I just feel like he, is the, he has set himself up perfectly in this music industry where he can't – there's no way he's going to fail. I don't think he's ever going to fail. He's got He's got the writing. Yep. He's got the yeah. the producer's ear. He's got all the tech savvy know how to actually put together a, like a fantastic single. Case in point, just look at the two singles that uh, I I've released that he gave gave to me, right? And uh, yeah, again, he's a very talented per- performer and singer and everything too, right? Like there's there's just no way that uh, Dustin is gonna is gonna lose out in any kind of music career at all, in my opinion. I think I think he's gonna <laughs> go far, very far. Yep. Pretty guaranteed uh, success for Mr. Dustin Bird. Uh, all right, let's get back to you, Jordy. And before we get to um, the uh, brand new song, Where We Are, written by Dustin, uh, let's talk about your influences. So uh, fill us in on some of the people, artists from the past that uh, got you excited about getting into music. Well, I think we've kind of talked about this a bit before um, uh, and a little bit at uh, your uh, Moonshine Cafe uh, showcase there um one of one of the influences i remember mostly growing up was uh george fox i got to go see him play uh live a couple times as a child and uh mm-hmm. then uh the others like um you know like getting to listen to music with my grandmother she was a very big garth brooks enthusiast and so i really got uh on his music and then watching his at the time uh like uh video cassette uh live performances and everything, the amount of energy that he would bring to a performance always yeah. blew my mind. And I just, I knew if ever I managed to get on a stage, that was the type of performance that I would want to give, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I definitely say Garth and, um, you know, I, it's always good to lean on the good old Canadian, uh, George Fox and everything. Uh, sometimes I forget to, you know, touch base on even like the people that, taught me to play guitar, you know, and we get talked about influences and everything. I started playing guitar to sing around a campfire with like my dad, my stepdad, my uncles and everything. I come from a very musical family. So uh, I can't really talk about my influences without talking about uh, the family members that have influenced me, taught me my first few uh, chords on, on guitar and uh, really got me going at it, too. So it's, it's not just about the, the big celebrities, but uh, mm-hmm. the people that hit closer to home that I, for some reason, sometimes forget to mention in my interviews. Well, that's a great point, because, yeah, as you said, it's sometimes the people closest to you that have that influence, and in your case, a musical family, uh, which is great to point out. And uh, when did you get your first guitar? Well, uh, 
wow, man, you're really going to make me uh, think on this one. Give, give me a quick second here. <laughs> Let me give you some, uh, Count backwards. Uh, <laughs> so the, uh, the guitar I first learned on is a guitar that I'm still obsessed with to this day. It was my dad's uh, Martin. Um, oh. Still a beautiful sounding guitar to this day. Um, shortly after that, my, uh, my mom and my stepdad, they had, uh, just this old guitar with no strings on it tucked away in a closet. So when I started catching on, they busted that out, put some strings on it for me and, uh, let me start <laughs> playing around on that. But that turned out to be a guitar that they had borrowed off somebody too, and they eventually wanted it back. So, yeah. Um, but my, my first guitar, I want to say... I was about 13 when I got my own first official guitar and it was a okay. serious catalog and it was a serious catalog Nova guitar. Do you remember seeing those guitars ah. in the Sears catalog? Uh, I kind of remember the Sears catalog and the guitars in them from, from back in the day. Are, are those considered cool or not cool? Cause it's from Sears. I mean, I feel like they're, they're definitely not the greatest guitar, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I was thinking Sears might um, not make a great guitar. Yeah, who knew, right? But you know, it was it was affordable. Um, <laughs> but it's a guitar. I, I didn't come yeah. from a rich family at all. But uh, to this day, um, actually, my my brother still has that guitar. And uh, every now and then we bust it out and try it. The, the neck on it, man, was just so not built to play. I have no idea how I ever learned to play guitar or keep on playing on this. It hurt. It hurts my fingers now. As as often as I play guitar, <laughs> just go ahead and grab this thing. I, but uh, you know what? Uh, I'll always appreciate my parents chipping in the money to get me my my oh, first yeah. guitar, even though it might have murdered my hands a little bit. I was always young. <laughs> who cares, right? That you heal when you're young. Well, exactly. And that's yeah. no, that's pretty special. I mean, all kidding aside, a Sears guitar, whatever the guitar is, is a special one. The first one, whatever one you learn on, uh, it's pretty cool that they exactly. did that for you. Um, now, what about your first time on stage? Um, like, let's start with the very first time. I got two questions: the very first time, and then the next time you were on stage where it felt great and you felt comfortable. So, what kind of stage are we talking here, Dave? Just like my first bar show or my first big stage? Yeah, it can even be that. Sure. Yeah, the first time you're in front of like okay. you know twenty, thirty people, something like that. So, I would say. Um, I got a lot of my start actually in a uh, a little rock band when I was coming out of high school. Um, we called ourselves Adrift. I don't know why. It just sounded cool at the time, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's a cool name, Adrift. Set Adrift. Yeah, I'm, thank, thank you. Ah, okay, great. Yeah, I might might try to uh, you know revive that. <laughs> anyway, um, we most of the shows that I would say that uh, we actually became professionals on, i.e. we got paid. Um, they started around the Gananoque area back, uh, back my way. And, uh, I just remember the first time we landed a show, we did just kind of an acoustic duo thing at a, this place called the golden apple. And, uh, we were in there just kind of doing our thing, you know, like we're still testing out new material and we're just kids. What do we know? But I remember we went into playing dust on the bottle and like the entire, just as two kids playing acoustic guitars, the, in, the entire bar lit up. People hit the dance floor. Everybody started singing along. 
and it was one of those moments where you could do that thing that you saw in movies or you saw in live concerts where you can stop and be like, take it away. And everybody started singing. And that was one of the, right on. the moments that I realized, holy crap, playing this song or playing music, playing an instrument, it can kind of give you power over people sometimes. You can actually have that moment where you're like, hey, it's your turn mm-hmm. to sing. And then they're all going to do it, you know? And that was that was a really cool, like, that was the first time I think I ever got chills down my spine on stage. It was just me and my buddy playing in this tiny little bar in Gananoque for, uh, for like, a handful of people, you know? That was, uh, that was a very memorable experience for me, yeah. That's amazing. Pretty amazing when you have that moment um, that that it kind of defines it for you, right? And you realize I can uh, control the audience, as you say. You know, I can get them to sing back. They can take over the song, and uh, because that's such a big part of being on stage, right? I was talking with another artist recently. How obviously singing's a part of it, and moving around on stage, all that stuff. But to actually engage the audience and get them to interact with you and then take over a song, that's that's a real skill. Yeah, and I mean it, it's it's sometimes harder to obtain and everything. Like I think you got to go out there and uh, it, perform a lot, learn learn your audience and everything um, before you. Because it sometimes sometimes it's as simple as just um, playing your favorite cover song, or whatever. But uh, the times where you're pushing like, original music and you're trying to get people to be a little bit more engaged, or that can be a little bit trickier and everything, you know. But uh, yeah, that's, point. that's really that's that's. That's what that's what fuels you though is that uh, that audience interaction you know to see them locked into what you're doing uh, even if they're not singing along so long as they're just into it tapping their foot or something you know it's uh, that's that's what keeps you going. Let's turn to um, your brand new single that's out there now, Jordy, called "What We Are." Again, written by Dustin Bird and produced by him. Uh, this is a great tune. Tell me a bit about it and what uh, what attracted you to the song and to record it. Well, Dustin had pitched me um, a, f- a few ideas, a few songs and everything. We, we'd already, at this point, um, had uh, Can't Cruise Without Country locked and loaded. And as you probably remember with that song, it's a little bit more of a moderate pace, kind of slower pace and everything. Um but uh, as soon as he sent me where we are, it just it had that beat, it had um, just that that hook and everything. And I was like, you know, that's that's a perfect follow up song to this. Like we, you know, we kind of leave with that uh, nice kind of laid back song, but with this one, we can just totally hit them in the face, so to speak, with the, you know, with <laughs> this beat, the the tempo and everything. I feel like it's just. You know, you have your kind of slow dance song. Well, now here's where you guys can really drop it and boogie, you know. So uh, that was just like the the entire rhythm of everything that he did with that really sold me on it. Let's hear that song. We have much more to talk about with my guest, Jordy Jackson. This is his latest called Where We Are, Out in the Country. Let's get lost, find that spot we 
can turn off, turn the night on, baby. All I want is all you got. Oh yeah. Ontario's Jordy Jackson. His latest song is called Where We Are. We'll uh, get to a previous single from him called Can't Cruise Without Country in just a bit. Um, and I wanted to ask you about challenges, Jordy, along the way uh, from when you started to now. Any one challenge you can think of that you uh, had to face and overcome in order to uh, keep at this music thing? Man, that is a tricky question because it kind of just seems like and not to sound too depressing to any of your audience, but uh, once you get one challenge out of the way, another one kind of just hops up in there, you know? Um, I've I've learned a lot. I've been humbled a lot by this career. Um, man, I don't know. Um, it, it's just, it really is just constantly challenging. Like, I don't, uh, I th- I'd say on a personal level, sometimes uh, if you're going to be committed to it, it's uh, it's sometimes hard to balance your life. That's uh, there's certain things that you may have to sacrifice and uh, not take part in. You know, um, right? When you're starting out, you're always you're you're, you're going to need at least a part-time job or something that can pay your bills, but also not just pay your bills pay for your music career as well because when you first start out you're not going to be making good money or anything like that and uh you're going to have to start missing things like uh you know going out with your friends on the weekend because that's when you should be booking shows is going out and pounding the pavement and being in bars entertaining your friends and everything but not always partaking Mm -hmm. 
so much in uh, all the partying and everything that they do. Um, I've uh, personally missed uh, birthdays and uh, anniversaries and stuff uh, with family members and in relationships and everything. Um, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of sacrifices to be made. There's personal sacrifices, financial sacrifices. Yep. There's always there's always a challenge, but still, at the end of the day, it's uh, you're you're doing these things, making these sacrifices, taking on these challenges for something that you love, and I think that that's the the important thing to keep in mind, you know. Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, you love being on stage and you live for those moments. You just, you know, shed light there that because uh, I'm sure some people when they start out or they think about getting into music, they think, oh, it's going to be a lot of fun and good times. And obviously that's a part of it. But you just pointed out that there's a lot of sacrifice and work for those moments on stage. It's not only the time on stage. That might be the easiest part, but it's all the work that leads up to that. Well, that's the thing, you know, um, I always say like, um, Music is the job I love. But for anybody out there, too, that's uh, ever said that, you know, if you love something, uh, it'll never feel feel like work. That's not mm-hmm. entirely true. Um, when you work <laughs> at anything, when you work at anything, it's always going to feel like work. At the end of the day, though, um, after, after let's, well, let's say I've crammed in even just a four-day work week in music of... Uh, gigging, recording, and writing. I feel more accomplished doing that than I do going to um, a part-time job or a labor position of some sort that I, that I, I, I keep, right? Is Because right. that's the that's the thing that I, I still love most. You know, it's like, yes, I'm tired out, I'm beat, I haven't slept in uh, a few days, but my God, I've just <laughs> been really pro- product, productive in music, you know? And yeah. uh I don't know. That always just that that makes me happy. At the end of the week if I'm tired of playing music and just from playing music, that's good. I love that, you know? If that makes It's sense. a good kind of tired, right? <laughs> Pardon? It's a good kind of tired. Exactly. It's that accomplished and just like, yeah, you know what? That was this is well earned. You know, uh I had a good time <laughs> doing it, you know, and uh yeah, regardless of how fatigue or anything I feel at the end of the week, I always look forward to doing it all again. That's amazing. And what uh, cover songs these days, Jordy, are you doing? What new ones have you learned that are part of your show? Well, um, I always try to keep as far as the covers and everything are concerned updated to, uh, like, new ones at least still being um like what's current in the top 40 of country music, some, uh, some pop music and everything. Um, yep. The stuff I kind of like to lead to, I mean, I've started working on a, kind of a, a different style cover of uh, old town road. Actually. That's a, uh, that's oh, the one that we're going to be busting out. Yeah. Um, that's cool. And you, but, you're uh, going to do it a little differently. Yeah. I kind of want to make it a little bit uh, heavier, more rock, oriented just uh here's the thing dave uh everybody always complains about country music these days they say well it's not country it's this that and i'm like well the content's all still there i think a lot of people have a problem with the delivery 
I think if you change right. the delivery around a little bit, people can actually hear the country within the song. So that's going to be my goal with that yeah. one, I think. To, to possibly okay, cool. maybe annoy some people who didn't like the song, but also prove the point <laughs> that, uh, no, it, it, the content's all there, guys. You just got to listen to it, you know? Yeah. Cool. Any any Luke Combs, though? I throw his name out, of course, because everybody covers Luke Combs, especially Beer Never Broke My Heart. Yeah, um, I've, yeah I've got that one down, actually, yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, every every time every time Luke Combs releases a song, um, whether I'm covering it with the band or just covering it alone in my room, I yeah, everything Luke Combs does is friggin' solid gold, and that's, that's that. Yep. Everything he does is just, exactly. just magic. Yeah. It's all pretty incredible. I heard something on the radio the other day, or read it, that he didn't get a guitar. I'm not remembering this too correctly, but sometime until in his 20s. It was later in life uh, than a lot of people, so I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I was watching him on uh, on a YouTube clip on Jimmy Kimmel the other day, and uh, Jimmy had asked him, well, how long have you been uh, playing music professionally? And his answer was five years, which, now don't get me wrong, super talented dude, but it kind of made me depressed to be of like, doing this with this song and this guy just come out of nowhere. <laughs> but five again, years, I, wow. can't, I can't, I can't argue. I can't argue the results. The everything he yeah. does is just absolute magic. And man, his voice is just so pure. Like him getting male vocals of the year was absolutely hands down. Yeah. I don't think anybody can compete with him right now. So no, no, he's got a real special voice, and his songs are kind of throwbacks in the sense that they feel like 90s country, which a lot of people loved, including myself, uh, Brooks and Dunn flavor to them, all that stuff. He's just got, yeah, one after another. Uh, it's just a great song. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, his his style stays kind of consistent, but, yeah, like you said, it still kind of hits that nostalgia of, like, 90s country um, it's got some rebel rock country and everything in there, and it's just uh, yep. It's and it's the, the stories he tells too. They're just everything he does is so relatable in in one way or another. You know, it's it's uh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely one of my favorite artists right now. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, before we get to uh, Can't Cruise Without Country, uh, from you, Jordy, tell me a bit about songwriting and um, what it means to you and uh, how you've. Uh, uh, ex- uh, sorry, what you've learned about songwriting along the way? Well, for me, um, I love I love songwriting. I love um, just kind of sitting down with the guitar and uh, putting my feelings onto paper and everything. And at the end of the day, that's that's just what it always is. Is um, uh, the story you're telling? It may not always be a true story, but it, it can be a relatable story from some uh, kind of idea you've had from your own life and experiences and everything, you know? And that's, that's, that's what I love. It's, it's a creative, it's a creative process. Um, one of my favorite things when I've actually wrote a song and actually uh, showed it to people is uh, their reaction and like how well they can relate to it. And I think that's always mm-hmm. kind of the important thing with country music. And, um, yeah, um as far as like the more more recently what I've learned um is just uh what it when it comes to writing everybody has their own kind of different tastes like um I'd say that like my style of writing 
um, kind of comes off a little bit more traditional, which may not be exactly the way that uh, country radio is leaning right now. And I've just kind of learned to maybe uh, try to adjust my weaknesses and everything, um, especially after working with Dustin, who's pitched me all these great commercial sounding songs, right? Mm-hmm. So now I have yeah. something to kind of base uh, base my new sound off of and everything and kind of go from there. Um, for the longest time, I was just kind of under the impression, oh, i got to write my own songs, nobody else can write for me, or blah, 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 because, you know, it's that this is what you're supposed to do. But, uh, yeah, as it turns out, uh, sometimes somebody just has a better idea than you, or uh, maybe not a better idea, but can offer something else that you're just not capable of offering, you know? So I would, what I would mm-hmm. say, as far as what I've learned, is don't be stubborn. Open yourself up uh, to co-writes <laughs> and, you know, get out there. Get, get uh, Let other people uh, um, critique your work and uh, let them help you, you know. Not everybody's out to try and uh, mm-hmm. bring you down, you know. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's a good point about critiquing because some people don't want to – uh, or it's hard for them, which is natural, to hear a critique about their song because they wrote it and they think it's just fine the way it is. But it's one thing as a writer, right, that you need to, um, if it's coming from the right place and the right person, you need to kind of uh, listen to what they have to say. It might make the song better. Yeah. That 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 is true. But, um, yeah, but that, that's the thing, though, too, is that when you're actually going around showing people um, – just because one person says they, they like, oh, I hate that song. That's not good at all, blah, blah, blah. Um, you take it to somebody yeah. else and they you might like it and everything too. But that's, that's again, like where, you know, you just especially try to take it to other artists and if they can um, give you like another direction for it, if they uh, think, oh, well, it's too traditional for like radio or something. And I mean, maybe radio is not even what you're going for. If, if what you just want to put out is music that is is you, then that's also perfectly fine, you know, but uh, depending exactly. on what route you're trying to go, it's, uh, it's always, uh, it's always good to get other um, artists, not, not sometimes not even just artists, uh, your local radio DJ, something like, like their, their feedback, you know, um, mm-hmm. take them a song and let them say, well, this is good, but this could use improvement, you know? Absolutely. It's important to be open to that and to invite it and then, you know, weigh out uh, several opinions uh, just to kind of to see uh, rather than rely on just one. But that's great advice. Um, let's turn to the song we've talked about uh, and I played before on the show. It's a great one. Can't cruise without country. And uh, again, as I asked you about the previous song, what, what was it about this one, Jordy, that uh, made you want to record it? Um, again, man, like Dustin has a way with, uh, with the, the rhythm in songs and, um, I just, the, the tempos, everything like that. He just, uh, he knows how to nail it. And, um, it, in that course too, it's just like, for me that like, I listened to it once and I'm like, man, that's, that is in my head. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. You know, it just, uh, everything about the song grabbed me and, um, it's, so relatable not to just like everywhere I go, man, I've got country music on. I mean, some, sometimes it's, it's a mix, like, you know, like a, I, I, I've got a little bit of rock, a little bit of hip hop and everything on my playlist. Um, but for yep. the most part, there's, there's a long line of country music in there before I get to all that stuff. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, it just, it really kind of just, when I first heard it, it set up 
like an image in my mind of just, you know, you're cruising down a back road, country music up loud, windows down and everything. Um, and it just, yeah, it's it just kind of, it painted, it painted pictures that I could relate to. And I knew that other people could definitely relate to, you know, and that, that song just kind of mm-hmm. grabbed me at day one. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and it grabs us as well. Let's hear it now. This is Jordy Jackson. Can't cruise without country on In the Country. First date, nerves to shake. Turn it up, let the guitar play. Kiss goodnight, driving away. Cooling off to some more George Strait. Monday to Friday, the long race back to the driveway. There ain't no way that I'ma cruise without Country music up loud Put any downtown street in a back road beat Got me hollering with the windows down Slow rolling, no place to be It don't matter what you think of me Let the worry fly out to the southern sound now Got too much time to contemplate So I break out that old mixtape And play track number eight The one I know she hates Can't cruise without Country music up loud Put any downtown street in a back row beat Got me hollering with the windows down Slow rolling, no place to be It don't matter what you think of me Southern sound now Yeah, I can't cruise without country The stereo and I, man, we've been through a lot The left speaker's blown But that don't mean that it's time to turn it off I can't cruise without Country music up loud Put any downtown street in a back row beat Got me hollering with the windows down I can't cruise without Country music up loud Put any downtown street in a back row beat Got me hollering with the windows down Slow rolling, no place to be It don't matter what you think of me Let the worry fly out to the southern sound now That is my guest, Ontario's Jordy Jackson, with his song Can't Cruise Without Country. Uh, be sure to request that one, and of course, the most importantly, the brand new single, Where We Are, is the one uh, that's at radio now, and uh, call them up, tweet them, t- uh, however you get a hold of a radio station these days, let them know you want to hear that song from Jordy. Uh, I've got a two-part question for you, Jordy, to wrap up here. Uh, it's about people that you've met in the business. Uh, one is who you've met that's made a big impression on you. And part two of that is, who would you like to meet that you haven't met yet? All right. Um, solid, solid questions. Um, <laughs> I think, um, so it was my second year playing at Havelock. I got to, I got to meet Aaron Prechette, 
um, I was closing for him on the Thursday night. Um, mm-hmm. While he was doing his last little song, I was over uh, getting set up on my side of stage. As some of you may know, the, the Havelock has twin stages. They connect to one another. So he decides to come over to my side of stage. He grabs me, and we ended up singing Bon Jovi together. And that, uh, that, wow. was, that was a cool moment. But uh, the, the cooler thing, though, at the end of the night, um, I get done my set. And uh, we're hanging out back. We're packing up our little van to shuttle us back to our area. But I look over and I see uh, Aaron Prechette, um loading up two vans, him and his group. And it's like, this, this, is, this is Aaron Prechette, man. He's, uh, he's basically uh, Canadian country royalty right now, you know? Like, everything he does hits top oh, yeah. 10 in Canada. And like, uh, but he's still, you know, the, he's still his own roadie, too. He's a hardworking man. He's out there helping his dudes. Uh, load up everything and uh, even while he's doing that he still took the time to talk to me while I was thanking him so much for letting me sing with him and everything and you know making me look cool and everything but um that's um that's kind of like I I appreciate that and it's something that like I aspire and hope to always remain is just that hard working of an individual whether you're on stage Mm -hmm. or you're helping out your crew and everything backstage don't be afraid to pick up an amplifier and put it away you know um yeah, I just uh, that that's always stuck out to me, and um, honestly, I think the person I would uh, still most like to meet would be Garth Brooks. Um, again, that's just been a long lifetime uh, influence of mine, and uh, it would just be really cool to be able to pick his brain and. Uh, to th- I don't know, man. I just want to know what makes somebody think, uh, like back in the day, him hitting the stage on like. Uh, one of those zip lines or something like what, what made you think to do that? You know, like, uh, right. I just, uh, it'd be, it'd just be great to pick somebody like that's uh brain, even yeah. for five minutes, you know? Oh yeah. How he revolutionized, uh, how he changed the, uh, stage for, uh, shows for country shows, you know? And, um, not that everybody does it exactly the way he does, but he brought that rock element to it. Uh, that was pretty, um, pretty amazing at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he he definitely upped the ante for uh, for everybody, you know. Yeah. And um, uh, whether like it, uh, obviously a Garth show is is unique to to Garth, you know, even just the way that uh, he interacts with his fans and everything like that. But it definitely, um, mm-hmm. it, 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 I think he was the guy that really made a lot of like rock people be like, hey, I could maybe go to a country concert, you know. And I think that it's all exactly. kind of adjusted that sense, you know, like. <laughs> Let's let's put on a huge, energized, uh, entertaining show, you know. And uh, he's definitely yeah. to, to thank for that because we went from country singers just kind of standing there on stage with an acoustic guitar, not moving, to being all yep. over the place, pyrotechnics going off, and uh, people shooting up out of the floor for some reason. That's what I. That's my ultimate <laughs> goal. I think is to have a spring-loaded stage. That's what you I want a spring-loaded stage, Dave. That's all I want. <laughs> and just see how high you can go and hopefully you land somewhere uh soft yeah i mean i'll get mattresses and like blow up things all around the stage you know <laughs> safety first safety first there you exactly but that is your goal exactly <laughs> i mean writing a good song and a great song is one thing but being shot out of the stage uh into the air is <laughs> that's yeah. what you want shot out of my spring load loaded <laughs> stage or a cannon i don't know which way i'm gonna go yet but we'll see <laughs> exactly 
Man, it might take a few tries to perfect it, right? There might be some injuries along the way, but uh, you keep getting back in the cannon, and you keep trying again. <laughs> That's what stuntmen are for. You, you send them in first, you know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Send, uh, have a stunt stunt double do it for you oh that's awesome jordy thank you so much as always a great chat uh, and i really love the two songs you have out there you're making a great impression with can't cruise without country and where we are your latest one that our listeners of course can uh, contact their local country station and request it uh thanks so much for being here jordy hey right, thanks for uh have, talking to me again dave and uh, again thank you so much for uh having me out to your uh moonshine cafe I really appreciate everything you do for all of us local Canadian artists and uh, definitely keep on going strong, man. You got a good thing going. Thank you so much. Hearing that uh, makes me feel great, and uh, it's what I love to do, so thanks, Jordy. Once again, my guest has been Ontario's Jordy Jackson. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.